Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. special episode on Rambo D. Not that special, but kind of special. Special-ish. Um, this is an episode as like a, this is a public servant's announcement. That's what this is. Because recently, one of our very own with the TVP network was compromised. <laughs> I don't know how to make it sound cool like he was he was uh, sabotaged. No, I was I was assassinated. He was uh, he was digitally assassinated and eliminated and changed all in front of everyone's eyes. No, um, I'm here today with our very own Ken Bozak, who talks about Bitcoin and Bitcoin accessories. On a pretty much daily basis. And recently, he was the victim of identity theft, 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 theft. And so I brought him on the show today. Actually, he volunteered to come on the show to shoot the shit with us, the listeners, on how to avoid some of the same mistakes he made. And mistakes he didn't make, and just kind of talk about how shitty it's been the past couple weeks of a victim as of identity theft. So, what's up, Ken? How you been? Hey, hey, how goes it, D? Uh, I've been better. I'm doing much better today than I was a couple days ago. Um, but yeah, I was uh, a victim of hackery, man. They um, they hacked and did everything. When you found out, did you say, those fucking fucks? Actually, I was so impressed and kind of, um, I, I, it felt kind of like a compliment. Like, whoa, me? You took the time to hack me? Like, who am I? <laughs> you just wasted so much of your time. <laughs> 
and and then as it got realer and realer and I realized how much I lost, I was like, damn, they really screwed me. Like they really screwed up a lot of like my progress I've made and and it, it's been nothing but uh on hold right now, which is, you know, costing me money and, and time in the space and I, I networked pretty hard to get where I got, and when I lost my Facebook account and my Twitter account, and they were talking to me live on YouTube, and you know, it was just kind of getting creepier and creepier as it went on. <laughs> and but at first, I was just laughing, like, "Wow, this is crazy! Like, you really wasted your time on me." And then I realized they were basically just trying to sell me back my passwords. Mm. Can I confess to you? Like, we yes. got like three emails from in our email of people trying to reach out to you. They were like, hey, this guy Ken, we gave him money to sponsor to to sponsor one of his shows, and he hasn't sponsored the show. And we were like, uh <laughs> He got hacked, man. Like Yeah, got I got chill. in touch with all of them. You got a hold of all of them? Yeah, I, uh, so many refunds, man. It it was kind of a, a a hit I wasn't prepared to take financially, but uh, yeah, I had the. I got in touch with everybody. Uh, refunds, actually, I think I still have one left, but I'm just waiting for them to send me an address. Uh, unless they understand my situation and don't care for one, that'd be cool. Yeah, I think like we weren't really prepared for that situation, so we didn't know how to handle it. So we took all those yes. emails and we put them in a folder, and we were like, "We're gonna give this folder to Ken whenever he's <laughs> back." <laughs> whenever he's yeah, man, I'm sorry I fell off the map, but uh, I was kind of kicked off of it, to be honest. I lost everything. I lost, I lost my phone. I woke up to my phone being restored. That's how creepy this was for me, man. Like, I went, I like that. Let me start at the beginning. I'll finish at the end. Try to, like, get, because a lot of the listeners probably don't know how this even started. So, basically, hashtag fuck BitConnect. Um, I am outspoken about how I think BitConnect is a scam, and I try to explain my perspective and try to let people know, you know, it's like Schrodinger's scam. If you put your money in a box with gasoline and a lit match until you open it, it's yeah, it's still there. But it's it's a it's if it's going to potentially not be there, then it's it's a scam already, just waiting for you to open a box to see your money on fire. That's in my opinion, BitConnect, and. Um, there's some really popular YouTubers that talk about it, and they use that you know subscription base they have to manipulate their viewers into investing in these sites. And I try to explain to people why that's you know kind of fucked up how they go about it. You know, some of these people are saying, "Hey, I put a hundred bucks in and I made my money back in one hour. There's nothing to lose." And I'm like, "Yeah, but they didn't tell you they made that hundred back in an hour because 25 people signed up under them." Yeah, they definitely made money, but they didn't tell you how and, you know, stuff like that. So I went public and started to, you know, post screenshots and go live on YouTube talking about how people market this website and how it's it's a scam. And, um, you know, months go by, uh, the company BitConnect actually took levels off of their pyramid scam and basically said it was because, you know, they didn't say who, but they said because of YouTubers uh, claiming that they're a pyramid scam, Ponzi scheme. So, like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, wow, like, they just admitted they're sketchy. Let's try not to be as sketchy. So now they have, like, seven levels of pyramid scam instead of nine. It's it's so much more better. I don't know. Whatever. And um, as, as <laughs> things go on, <laughs> exactly, as things go on, um, you know, uh, I started to see things like on coinmarketcap.com for this company, BitConnect, uh, risk-free, 40% a month profit guaranteed. Invest now. Click here. And I was just like, well, no, 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 no. Too many people go to this website. They see an ad on this website. 
and they're going to get scammed. And if you need any, you know, history on that, I, that's kind of where the, my whole Ethereum chamber scam came into play. You know, I got scammed by them and helped them perpetuate a scam because I saw their ad on Cointelegraph. I saw their ad on the coinmarketcap.com. So people are going to see these BitConnect ads everywhere. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I have to be more vocal. So I got more vocal. I made more videos. And one of these YouTubers, uh, I really wouldn't want to say his name, but I'm pretty sure everybody knows who I'm talking about. I don't want to give him any popularity. But, um, you know, he was willing to pay me 10 grand to take down my videos explaining this website being a scam. So I was like, wait a minute. If you're willing to pay me to take down my content calling this thing a scam, it pretty much validates everything I said. Like it brings truth to everything. That is a fact of it being a scam. So I, I agreed, man. I went I for 100 <laughs> grand. I would have said give me 100 grand and I'll think about it. I wanted it to be reasonable. I actually adjusted my first offer from like 10 bitcoin to 2. And that's when it was at 5 grand and he <laughs> He agreed to give me two Bitcoin, man. It was insane. So I was like, all right, like, what, what do you want from me? And he was like, just take down the videos and make a new video saying that you like BitConnect. And I was like, wait. So and this all happened. This conversation happened publicly on one of my YouTube videos in the comment section. So like this wasn't any backroom, you know, direct message. This was a public conversation of somebody offering me money to remove videos and paying me to promote, you know, and, and, you know, basically script a video. And I was just sitting here like, all right, fine. Like, I think you're a scam and you are participating in a scam as a scammer. Send me the money. And so it didn't work out. The deal didn't work out, but he sent me half and it was supposedly like out of the kindness. And, um, I laughed. I was like, yo, this dude just sent me five grand and you do know, like, it's still a scam. Like, I'm, it, I can't, you can't pay me to make it not a scam. It's still a scam. And um, I made another video giving away a lot of that money, <laughs> like a lot of it. Uh, I was giving away money. Uh, I gave away a couple grand. And um, I was being kind of a jerk about it, you know, making fun of the person. And I found out. Um, a couple days later, I got hacked, and uh, you know, that's what led to the hacking was. Uh, you know, did BitConnect and the person that paid me and that whole scenario is what led up to where we're at today. Mm. BitConnect always seemed kind of shady. I kind of put it into the pocket of uh, multi-level or what is it? Multi-level marketing or whatever the shit. MLM. I put yes. it into the MLM business uh, model folder and just ignored it because MLM... You're in a subfolder as Ponzi. Well, an MLO scheme isn't a Ponzi scheme. A Ponzi yeah, but they scheme. Have a huh? Yeah, but MLM sometimes will have to have a, a product. The The problem with BitConnect and why it's a, in my opinion, a Ponzi is there's no actual product. Their trading bot is non-existent. There's no proof of them trading on the volatility of the market like they claim. So without that proof, without that product, it's a Ponzi. That's true. And that's uh, that's where my biggest complaint is. You know, they're saying forty percent guaranteed risk. I know one thing. Free. One thing I thought about doing is one of those BitConnect crazies hit me up on Instagram of all places. I post no pictures on Instagram. I don't know if you follow me or not, but it's like pictures of my family and my my dog that died. Like, there's no pic. There's nothing on there. And he sends me a message on Instagram, and he's like. 
you don't know what you're talking about with Big Connect. And I was like, what the fuck? Where's this even come from? And he and I got in this like 40 minute argument in which my only question in this argument was, what is a consensus algorithm? And he would get really upset. He was like, you're so fucking dumb. You don't know anything about fucking economics or physics or blah, blah. I was like, whoa, this is strange. And so he would go on these long diatribes and I would just say, okay, so you still answered my question. What is a consensus algorithm? And I was like, better yet, what is the consensus algorithm for Bitcoin? And he couldn't answer it. And he just got really, really upset at me. And at that point, I knew, okay, the BitConnect community isn't something that I'm going to do business with or even care about. So, yeah, man. Yeah, I wish I stayed away from it. It was just one of those things I saw a lot of newcomers getting attracted to. And I was like, you don't understand that they created their coin. They can keep creating the coin. They they control the supply, the issuance, the, the, the volatility because the market limit. They they That whole thing, if you got into Bitcoin because you didn't like the idea of the Federal Reserve and now you're into Bitcoin and you're dealing with BitConnect, you just went on to the next demon in another economic district. You know, it's, it's just what's happening with BitConnect. It may make you dollars like cash, but you're going to lose Bitcoin. That's my argument. Hmm. And it's, well, it's a perpetual pyramid scheme. So like if you were to use my referral code and you invest money, I make a cut. Now you bring a friend in, you get a cut from them and I get a cut and it just keeps happening. Plus when you reinvest, I get a cut. When your friend reinvests, you get a cut. I get a cut of that cut. It's just so just, you can see that it's unsustainable profits. You know, eventually the greater fool is going to kick in. People are going to stop signing up and they're just going to disappear like control finance just did. Yeah, it's MLM. It's MLM. So let's get to the learning, the learning uh, moment of all this. The, the Your um, hiatus from content creation and everything is that essentially you were hacked and we don't know by who. We can allude to it was somebody in the Bitcoin Bit Connect community, um, but hello, hello. I'm so sorry. I seem to have gotten a call while on a call. Oh, okay. Well, tell them this is more important. So mm, they know. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the learning moment, right? You were hacked, and you said you made a critical mistake. Could you share with everyone what the critical mistake was? Oh man, this is uh, this is why it's taking me a little while to get back publicly. This is my first public appearance, or whatever you want to call it, since I got hacked. Um, basically, mostly kind of because I'm embarrassed uh, as to what happened and how. So, uh. The biggest mistake I made was, um, well, let me explain why and how it got there. I had never paid a phone bill. So I never had a phone line from a carrier like Verizon or something. I've always used Google Voice from like the, even before they went by Google Voice. I can't remember what they went by now. It's been forever. But it was that, then Google Voice, now Google Hangouts. So I've been using Voice over IP forever via Google. So when I went to do my Google two-factor authentication, yes, you guessed it, I used Hangouts. So when Google sent my 2FA, it was sending it basically to itself. 
And um, when the hackers got my password to Gmail, when they logged into Gmail, right there on the side column is your Hangouts. You can see the text message come in. So when they went to reset password via 2FA or whatever they did, they got the code right there on their screen. And I couldn't recover my Google account after it was deactivated because the phone number was a Google Hangouts. And when it was the Google account was deactivated, Hangouts was deactivated. And there go, there was nowhere for the text message to go to recover the account. Oh, I'm about to cry. Dude, it was so stressful, man. Like, it was just so stressful because there's no phone number for Google. There's no phone number for Facebook. There's no phone number for Twitter. There's no phone number for YouTube. You can't call any of these super billion-dollar companies and just be like, yo, somebody hacked me. Not one of these super rich companies have tech support or customer support phone line. So it was just really stressful. Ugh. So I recommend everybody maybe not do that. <laughs> if you use Google Voice for some reason and don't have a phone line and you wanted to do 2FA, maybe make a second Google account with completely different email and password and then use that for your Hangouts 2FA because that's what I'm going to be doing. That is some sage wisdom that you just dropped on our listeners and I hope they were listening. And the deepest lesson in all of this is that as the internet perpetuates... And as crypto perpetuates, internet security and management of keys and management of identity becomes that more important. Because right now we're living in this gray area where crypto is trying to decide if it wants to change a paradigm or not. And in that gray area, there's going to be pirates galore. And they're looking to take that booty. Hmm. Yes. That's it. Oh, man. I feel like a jerk because I always talk about when things happen like this. Uh, you know, it's just that's natural selection, man. This is Darwinism, and I fell right off the cliff with the dodos. It was me. Uh, it's like that's why I'm embarrassed because I used to say like, you know, it's just it's Darwinism, and and honestly, we I know we need things like this that happen. Like I don't need it to happen to me because I can learn from you know spectating. So hopefully everybody can learn from spectating my uh, misfortunes, but. You know, that's what I say. Like, yeah, this is Darwinism. People screw up. That's how laws and rules and, and securities are put in place. You know, somebody got hurt doing that. Put a sign up. Uh, that didn't work. He got, you know, do this instead. You know, so we need Darwinism in Bitcoin. We need people to do things, have things happen. That way we can come up with better solutions. Uh, you know, problem doesn't come up today and it comes up years later. You know, it's it's probably too late. So hopefully we have more and more of these problems sooner rather than later before Bitcoin goes mainstream because, um, yeah, this, this sucks. I had a lot of things backed up on my Google drive account, <laughs> like a lot, a whole lot. Like it was insane how much I trusted my, you know, clouds with my private keys and folders that were, you know, encrypted with different titles and all whatever. But yeah, when I lost my Google account, I lost my Google drive. I lost, you know, cloud backups of private keys. I lost passwords. I, I wrote that written down in uh you know text files. It, it was a nightmare. And the worst thing is like this guy was putting pictures of you up on Twitter saying that you showed your naughty parts to underage girls. That shit right there would scare the fuck out of me. 
Yeah, yeah, dude, it was insane. They were asking people for money, too. Like, in my DMs, they were saying, like, yo, man, I'm in a bad spot. I got locked out of a wallet or uh, my family is in an emergency. Is there any way you can send me some Bitcoin? And I was like, yo, they're literally just throwing darts in the air because this is so crazy. And they were messaging people as well, like, you know, photos saying the same thing that they were posting in on my timeline. And they were like, you know, hashtag BitConnect rocks. I love BitConnect all over my wall. I was, uh, and, and you know, it sucks, man. Like all of this was awful, like the whole event, but what really hurt the most was like people I thought were like true, like friends or supporters, fans, viewers, whatever you want to call it. People I thought were like truly with me this whole ride. As soon as it happened, they were just coming up with these crazy stories about how like I exited because BitConnect paid me and now I'm a BitConnect, you know, uh, promoter or something, or, uh, somebody paid me off to go away and now I'm rich. I'm like, I wish this was all the case, but, um, you know, it kind of hurt to see that people were like, you know, Ken's faking it. And then I got my YouTube channel back and most of the comments are, uh, told you he wasn't really gone. Like how, how is this possible? I'm sitting here like, dude, you don't know how hard it was to get this channel back. And you're sitting here thinking, I just like, I don't know. I don't even know how, I could have intentionally deleted Facebook or YouTube and got it back. Like, I don't even know how I got it back. I couldn't explain my steps that I took to recover everything because I took a bajillion routes per thing. Like I did so much for Google, so much for YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I couldn't even tell you what worked. I just could tell you all the different things I did, but I'm not sure which one actually got me back all my stuff because I just kept sending tickets in every 15 minutes. I think that maybe is what did it, is that your persistence did it. Yeah, and I uh, posted on, once I got my Twitter account, which was crazy, that was the first thing I got back. Like, Twitter was the fastest with replying emails and everything. So once I got Twitter back, I tagged Google, YouTube, put up my old YouTube, HTML, uh, HTTP, and uh, I was like, you know, guys, help me out. Retweet this, hit like, let them know that I'm trying, and I don't know, maybe that kind of helped me. Yeah, the only account that I actually had access to the entire time I was hacked was Steemit because I wrote it down like a private key and put it in my safe in a lockbox. Like, you know, you do with your mm -hmm. private keys. So I was like, wow, when my phone, when I woke up to my phone being reset, I had zero. I had no texts. I had no contacts. I had no phone numbers because it was all in Hangouts. It was all Google. I had nobody in my contacts. I had no emails and nothing. So I got on the Steemit and I was like, hey, guys, <laughs> I'm not dead, but this is all I got. Well, so Steam it was I'm a glad safe you're back. Haven. I'm glad you're back. Tell us a little bit about your triumphant return. You're coming out of the box like a fucking phoenix. Tell yeah, us I'm about trying, man. <laughs> what you got dropping coming up. Uh, right now I have, I, man, I couldn't even have done this without Google recovery. So I'm so happy that worked. I had an interview I did with Rocketcoin, a Bitcoin ATM company. Uh, they had their CEO meet me at Philly. He was going from Pennsylvania to New York and, uh, we were in talks for a couple of days. So I, I got a chance to get him in between trains. We actually did our interview in a train station because like, that's the time he had. But anyway, that's the interview coming up. Um, really excited to finally release this because it's been weeks. <laughs> the day I was going to release it, I actually got hacked while I was at Fight the Fed in Philadelphia with um, the dollar vigilant himself. It was an insane day, man. Like It was such a good day and such a bad night. But um, I got the that Rocket Coin interview popping, and right now, since I got my Twitter back, um, 
I'm, I got my Gmail back. I'm starting to get back into all the Slack channels. I'm, I'm trying to organize my calendar so I can get back into doing my interviews as soon as possible. I had a lot of things lined up when it came to uh, Bitcoin Gold because I was in their Slack. And um, I just kept trying to absorb all the B Gold information I could, trying to make myself, you know, um, like very useful in, in the information for Beagle. So when networks wanted to talk about it, they would be like, hey, Ken, you come on. And it, I had the, uh, you know, all different things lined up. And one of the biggest ones was I had one with Vortex on the crypto um, network. And, you know, right before I did all that, I got hacked. So I'm trying to like line all this up, get back on the road talking about, you know, Beagle, uh, try to get out there to the other networks and try to get guests back on my show. Uh, as uh, crazy as this whole situation is, I really hope that now I can definitely get John McAfee on the show to interview him. Um, I had the Sentinel actually at my work in a box ready to mail to Corey, um, but I, I set it up. <laughs> I have the Sentinel set up in my apartment now, so um, I can't wait to get John on. Uh, I still have to get in touch with Immortal Technique. We had a lunch date for the Friday, the, the two days before I was hacked or two days after I was hacked, but uh, I lost my, my Google Hangout, so I couldn't call him. I lost his phone number. So hopefully McAfee, Immortal Technique, and people like that, uh, the Crypto Network and stuff like that, I'll be, uh, I'll be getting back on the road, man. Well, we uh, personally, we can't, have, can't wait to have you back. And, you know, I know there's a lot of people that listen to your show on our network that we're looking forward to it. And... You know, obviously, sorry that you were hacked. Um, I deserve it. I'll be honest. I'll be, I'll, dude, I'll say it just like I would to a friend of mine who told me they were hacked. You know, I, I, a lot of people say I'm a dick. I, at least I'm a dick to myself. You know, I deserved being hacked. Uh, there's two ways I was hacked. It was either phishing or a key log. Uh, so I either had a key log on my computer or I logged into a phishing site. One of two, only two things I could think of. The third option is not something I could prove, but I think the legally they're being looked into was um, somebody probably called my email provider and said that they were me and they were locked out and got through customer support or they called my phone number provider and said that they needed access to the phone because something. So one of those two, but I think it was phishing or key logging. And I will admit that I've used my password for maybe two different sites when it was just for my email, and I never reused that password before. But recently, I did use it for two sites, and that was it. And it was either that was the uh, phishing, or when that person who was emailing me about the um, paying me to you know, basically take down those BitConnect videos, uh, when they sent me an email, there was probably something in that email I clicked on that got me, you know, a, a virus at Keylog. So like me knowing these things that I know, I should have made sure that my computer was being, you know, checked and monitored for things like Keylogs. I should have made sure to never use that email password anywhere. It was just such a nice encrypted, hard to know password. And I thought it would be great. But if you log into a website or think you're logging into the right website on a different, you know, host page you're giving away your great password so i know now to never use a password that i'm using for my email anywhere else I, I knew to do that before but like i said i deserved it because i i laxed on my own securities because i got comfortable mm -hmm. and you know what's crazy d uh, i don't know uh, i didn't get a chance to talk about this but you know what's the craziest part somebody called me the day after i was hacked and said that there was a hit 
out for me on the dark web. That's what really? led to this. Yes. There was multiple people hacking me. Like the one person that hacked my accounts didn't even know my, I don't think they knew my email account was compromised because they were yelling at me on Twitter to email them back. And I'm sitting here like, I can't email you. <laughs> like they, you were some, like, so I guess a couple people accepted the hit uh, that was taken out on me. So that's why I mean, I was like digitally assassinated via the dark web, paid off with Bitcoin. Uh, the person that told me said they stole for like a two, a two BTC hit. Wow. Shit yeah, dude, is so real. Yes. Well, what I can say, you mentioned something earlier about clicking on an ad for BitConnect, and I could say if you click on an ad, the best results you can expect is bad. So that's a little D rhyme for clicking on ads. So. Yeah, don't do it. Just don't do it. Well. That's what I get though. I'm I'm active in a lot of these scam sites because I check them out. I'm sitting here like, uh, and you know I throw money into them so I can be like it's a scam. And some people were like, you're just calling it a scam because you don't have money in there. So I'll put money in there and I explain exactly why I'm losing profit. And <laughs> people kind of like get it, and the other people that are trying to promote it hate it because I make sense. Like yeah, it makes dollars, but if I would have just got Bitcoin, I would have gained value and volatility. And then, you know, if your time is worth money and you're putting time into these programs and your money, you're really losing profit. So, like, the way I explain these scams, it, it's, you know, it's unique, I guess. But I got to put the money where my mouth is. And I'm, I'm involved in a lot of these scam sites just because I try to maintain, like, you know, keep up on them. Are they paying? Are they not? The only way to know is to have money in there to try to get some out. So I lost a lot in these, and I think dealing with them, going and visiting the scam sites over and over again to check on, you know, are they active? Are they actually withdrawing? That's something that led to my compromise as well. So I have to get a second computer just for logging into these sites and then another computer for, like, emails and, you know, social media. Do what you got to do to make sure I – th- I, I, th- I say do what you got to do to make sure you're safe. But thank you for stopping by on Rebel D. It's a public service announcement. This is a special kind of episode. I've never done this before. So, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm happy people can learn from this. Um, I'm sad that, again, it happened to me. But uh, I'm happy if anybody can learn from it. You know, it's hopefully going to make the space as a whole grow. Definitely. Can you do me a favor? You got it. Can you say, play the outro? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, awesome. <clears throat> me, 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 Play the outro. Thank you.